Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Happy New Year's, guys! I know if you're listening to this episode, it is 11 days. Well, actually, it's a week late, but we're 11 days um, into the new year. How are things going? Hopefully, so far, so good. So I apologize again for this coming out late. Um, After this one, there's another episode that will drop uh, the evening of Wednesday the 11th. Um, Again, if you're listening to this like in the morning. Um, So look out for that. A little change. Next week, I will be uh, doing the collab. And that's actually going to be a two-parter. And I'll explain that later. Um, There are a couple of things actually I wanted to do. One was, of course, I just want to thank all of you guys for all of the, you know, likes, subscribes, um, all of the love and support, the reactions on Facebook, the sharing. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Anne. Um, I'm not going to say Anne's last name uh, from Facebook, but I'm sure you know who you are, Anne, because you have almost done like 300 different replies. Like you're constantly sharing, you're constantly um, reacting, you're constantly leaving comments. Like you're the most active uh, person that I have on the Facebook page. So thank you so much for all that you do because all of that does not go unnoticed and it's really, really helpful. Um, just again, though, thank everybody because. Uh, Nowadays, social media and word of mouth do more than the cops do. So there's that. All right. Before I get into today's episode, which, yes, I'm going to sigh a lot in this episode. Remember how I told you guys on New Year's Eve that we're probably going to be visiting Yakima a lot this year? Yeah. Well, for the first episode of 2023, we're going to Yakima. Now, I did want to give another little trigger warning. Um, So, this is not just missing, but uh, I'm also going to talk about murdered, uh, some murder cases. So, it's like part episode, part PSA is what I'm calling it. um, Because there definitely needs more attention to this subject. And again, it's Yakima, so it can use literally all the help that it can get. Um, but the other disclaimer would be like, I am going to talk about, since I'm talking about murder, I am going to talk about some things that were a little gruesome or hard to hear. Um, some sexual things, discretion is advised. Um, I'll try not to go into too much of things, but I really want you guys to understand like how bad this is. With that, uh, let's just jump right in. So you guys hear me talk about the Washington State Patrol's missing indigenous person list. I talk about that a lot. Um, they have been updating it about every two to three weeks. I always go on there and check. The last update came on January 3rd of this year, 2023. And it had 139 names on it. Of those 139 names... 40 are female minors, which under 18, and 40 are adult women. 80 different women and girls are on that list. 80 out of 139. Just think about that for a second. And 
at least 40 of those girls went missing on the Yakima Reservation. Um, There actually might be 39 now that I look at it. Because uh, there was one name in particular I was confused on. It's actually on the list twice. Um, it is a woman named Alberta Stahi. She went missing in May of last year, 2022. And she's listed under two different police departments. That's why I was confused. So one, uh, she's listed under Yakima PD. The other one is she's listed under Tumwater PD. But then I also found a missing person flyer that says she's missing from Goldendale, Washington. If you look on a Washington map, that's like three completely different places. So I honestly, it's really disheartening because I have no idea where she went missing from, like where people should look, what they should do. Again, this is due to underreporting. This is due to just, you know, the people like wanting to just not take responsibility and yeah, how many times do I have to say this? I've said this a lot. You guys have heard me rant about this. And I'm probably going to keep ranting about this until something's actually done. Law enforcement always want to argue with each other on who has jurisdiction. When in reality, they're supposed to protect and serve. And they need to be figuring out what happened to these missing persons. I don't care who you are or where you are, but somebody needs to do something. Now, per a Yakima Herald article from May 2021, a list of more than three dozen Native women have either gone missing, been murdered, or have died under very suspicious circumstances on the 1.3 million acres of the Yakima Reservation. So Sherry D. Sampson Elwell disappeared and her body was found on December 30th, 1992. She was 30 years old and her murder is unsolved. She went missing and murdered on the Yakima Reservation. This poor, oh gosh, this poor lady, she... Do you guys remember how I tell you that Native women are, like, so much more prone to violence and sexual violence, domestic violence, all of that? This lady's body was physically and sexually mutilated, which was horrifying to me when I read that. And it's just so sad that Native women in particular deal with this kind of thing. And it... (sighs) It's, I mean, and I don't even want to mention this because it's so sad, but it gets worse. So she was murdered in her, in 1992 and her case is unsolved. Well, in 1994, her father, Donnie Sampson, actually went missing. And all of that was um, what her brother had said. And with her, you know, with their dad, he was like, He literally, like, went up in the mountains or went hunting, and it was a place that his car was found in a place that, like, he would never get lost in. So, I can't imagine how this brother feels and the family in general dealing with the unsolved murder of, you know, the sister and then the missing father. It's just crazy. Destiny Lloyd went missing on Christmas Day, December 25th. 2017 her body was found in a ditch four days later and she died from blunt force trauma to her head 
The article also mentioned that several women were strangled, um, which strangling someone is like really personal, even like stabbing someone, like strangling someone, you have to use a lot of force and it's, it's very up close and personal. So that is also very like terrifying that someone has the nerve to like do that. And Rosenda Sophia Strong disappeared on October 2nd, 2018. Unfortunately, her body was found nine months later on July 4th, 2019 in an abandoned freezer four miles from the house she was staying at. I literally have no words. That's that's just horrible. Many Native men and women come together as a big family because... Sometimes they are the only voices for these missing persons. They literally, you know, a lot of tribal members, a lot of natives, they look out for each other. Like one big family. And it's awesome that they do that. But it's also very sad because, again, if they're the only ones that are voicing for these people who are missing or these unsolved murders, like, why are they the only ones? Why? And it. You know, it reminds me of a lot of different cases. Um, Leona Kenzie, Kit, uh, because, you know, Kit's sister Charlotte um, has done so much, so much to try to keep Kit's name out there. And she's advocating for Kit. It's, it, you know, there was the one, two articles that came out about Kit last year, and that was it. It doesn't really seem like law enforcement is doing anything um but that's a whole other story again and if you haven't listened i encourage you to go back and listen to kit's episode um it was a lot and it was very emotional uh but it gives you a big picture of kind of what this child had to deal with so an nbc right now article from may 2022 many families ask for one specific emotion from law enforcement compassion that is something i think everybody should get when they're in that type of situation but apparently they don't and honestly i'm not surprised they also ask for better communication such as informing and including the families of the next steps to take in regard to finding their loved one and what or how to make sure they do not become invisible again a lot of these people go invisible. A lot of these people go like literally like ghosts. Nobody reports them. It's so underreported. And yeah, law enforcement, like I said, they, here's a list. Okay, cool. They got the list. Here's a name. Here's the place they were missing, the date they went missing, and a photo. And that's not, that's not keeping someone visible. That's why I said, anytime Charlotte gets a chance, she'll post about kit she'll post for kit it's just to keep that name and face out there because stuff happens every day and especially me with my add but people's focus go to other things and it's just really sad that they don't have that type of like coverage all the time another point i make is that some not many but some have you know, the police departments deal with systemic and institutional racism and prejudice. And that adds to just not even caring or not wanting to help indigenous or even people from marginalized community. 
and they need to go to hell because that's that's really sucks and that is like dumb everybody matters like i tell you guys all the time so again these people matter their families matter like their families deserve justice they deserve closure it's it's just yeah communication too even you know i've talked to kid sister and it's like the cops aren't really doing much and that's why she's pushing so hard to keep kid's name out there indigenous people the task force that was created last year in Washington State was the first ever of its kind in the country, blah, blah, blah. I've told you guys all of this before, but again, still have not seen or heard much about this task force. Now, I know that last summer in August 2022, this task force was proposed to Washington State leaders by Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson. And the report identified the top 13 things to focus on, but they needed funding to do that. And that is literally always the biggest issue. It's either funding or people don't care. And they did get some funding um, because they had like started creating the task force and they actually identified... At least 113, yeah, that is a lot, guys. Like, literally, that is a lot. So there's a King 5 article dated August 1st, 2022, and that's just in Washington. There are 113 unsolved murders of indigenous people. Like, in Washington alone, there are 113 unsolved murders. So you guys have heard me talk about the MMIW and MMIP, which MMIW is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, and MMIP is Missing and Murdered Indigenous People. This task force that was supposedly created last year in Washington State, it was the first ever of its kind in the country, blah, blah, blah. You've heard me talk about this before, but again, I still have not seen or heard much about what they are doing. I do know that uh, per King 5 article dated August 1st, 2022, that task force actually identified the top 13 things that they want to focus on. But of course, they need funding to do this. And that's always usually the biggest issue is funding. The other one would be not caring. But yeah. So I did find out that they did get some type of funding, but that only lasted until 2023. I don't know when this year, but again, here we are. We're in 2023 and I have no idea if they have that funding and I have no idea if they're going to get that funding. And that was literally from August to January's what? Five months. Like, how are you supposed to look into 113 unsolved murders in five months? It makes absolutely no sense. What's worse than that is Seattle leads every single city in the U.S. So Seattle, Washington leads every city in the United States in the number of cases against missing and murdered indigenous women and people. And Washington State, like the whole state, has the second highest number of cases in the nation. Native women and girls are 10 times more likely to experience sexual assault and other violent crimes against them. If you have any information about 
anything. Missing person, murdered person, unsolved homicide, um, literally anything at all. Uh, the number for the Yakima County Sheriff's Office is 509-877-3161. Now, I had been looking up some other cases, and I want to get more in depth with them, um, which is why I didn't mention them in this episode. Like I said, we're going to be visiting, unfortunately, Yakima a lot this year. It's just, again, it's so disheartening, guys, that these people have to go through this. Not only the missing, but the families, you know, everybody that doesn't have closure can't get justice. That's why I chose to do missing people rather than murder, because some of it is just so gruesome and it's so like disheartening i i don't really want to talk about it and the one thing though with missing people is hopefully we can get those people out there so that they don't end up murdered like we can get their names out there their faces everything word of mouth you know people watching out it sucks that they go missing but you know it it's better than being murdered. I don't know if that's the right word, but if, with someone missing, you know that there's still hope that you're going to find them. If they're murdered, it's it's done. And like I said, a lot of these go unsolved and it's really, really horrible. This episode's going to drop like at midnight on Wednesday the 11th. So you guys should hear it in the morning. Um, and then later in the day, in the evening, probably, yeah, probably in the evening, I will um, have the other episode out for you. So the two episodes this week. So next week, uh, which will be the um, 18th, next Wednesday, I'm going to try to explain this to you guys now, but I'm also going to put it in a post on Facebook. So the collaboration that I did with the um, podcast called PNW Haunts and Homicides last weekend, we're actually putting it in a two-part. So, they usually release their episodes on Tuesdays. So, they're going to release their half of the episode. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to release my other half of the episode. So, you're going to have to go two places to get the full um, to get the full story. But trust me, it'll be worth it. Um, Caitlin and Cassie are awesome. And I'm actually hoping I can collab more with them in the future. So, again, I'll remind you of all of that. And please, people, I don't know how many times I got to say, do better. Uh, say, you know, we need to do better for our Native brothers and sisters. We need to do better for our kids. We just overall need to do better because one day we're not going to be here. And, you know, hopefully our kids are in a good place. With that being said, oh, wait, one more thing. I um, actually, I am still trying to get my Patreon uh, figured out, but I do have a Buy Me a Coffee account. Um, I will, I believe this is linked in the show notes, um, but I'll double check. So it's just a one time donation um, of, you know, however much a cup of coffee. Dang, how much is Starbucks nowadays? Starbucks is like five, six dollars. But whatever you guys can, if you want to, quote unquote, buy me a coffee, that'd be awesome. Uh, Trust me, I'm going to need it because I just started 
spring semester of school and with work and school and this and the kids, I'm going to need all the coffee I can get. So <laughs> please send me some. So, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, God, I don't even want to do these episodes on Yakima, but it's just so, so, so bad. There's, as far as I know, like, there's even more. I didn't even count the guys, actually. The, I mean, I cut on all the women um, from Yakima, but I didn't even count the guys. So, honestly, I don't even know how many people in total is missing from Yakima. So, I'm going to leave you with that. I will, well, I won't really talk to you next week because that's when the collab episode's coming out. But other than that, guys, have a great week. Happy New Year again. And remember, have fun, but be safe.